everyone. Welcome to the new episode of SaaS Session Podcast. I'm Kritika, your host for today's conversation. I have Matthew Bernat here with me all the way from beautiful Australia. He's the founder of Bonjoro, an app for sending individual personalized videos to welcome and onboard new customers. So welcome, Matt. Thank you so much for connecting with us. I'm so excited to talk to you. I know it's 5 a.m. there, but glad that we are connected today. Great. Thanks, Kritika. Great to be here. So I recently got to know about this uh, product, Bonjo, and got super intrigued by how it is driving engagement for different companies. So in today's episode, we are going to deep dive on about the company, how are you guys transforming engagement and experience for the users and what the future holds for you for your organization. How does that sound? Sounds great. Excellent. So for our listeners, can you give a little brief on what Bonjoro does? Sure thing. We are a one-to-one personalized video messaging service. And you can think of us as a layer that plugs into your CRM. So if you're using an intercom or a Salesforce, MailChimp, Shopify, Patreon, any, any customer data source, we plug in and based on certain triggers, we suggest times on the customer journey. So new leads, new paying users, um, that it makes sense to rather than sending just a, I guess, automated email to a client, you send a personalized video. What I mean here is that if you have, if you have Jamie Oliver sign up from London, we'll send one of your team on your CST a message and say, Hey, J- Jamie Oliver has just signed up. He's been with you for three hours. He's done X, Y, and Z, but he hasn't completed step, step P. And so you'll open up the app or the desktop recorder and you'll say, Hey, Jamie, this is Kritika here from the SaaS, pods, uh, from the SaaS podcast. Saw so you signed up to our, to our platform, but you haven't done X, Y, and Z. Can you please go and take these steps? If you have any questions, you can just let me know. Here I am. We're based in Bangalore. Welcome on board. So you record that message specifically for Jamie. We then package that up. We deliver it for you. So it takes you 30 seconds and then we track all the results. And the point here is that taking 30 seconds out of your day to acknowledge a new user, an existing client, different, different people, different stages in the funnel has a huge impact because people really appreciate the fact in the online world that you've stopped, acknowledged them, and they're more likely to go and take the next step on the customer funnel. So we, we find sending these, you'll generally get about three times response rates as you would do to any uh, generic email that you send out. Okay. That's it. All right. This is really interesting, intriguing. So whenever I meet a founder or a CEO for any company, I love to know their perspective and understand what motivated them to create a product. You know, it's very intriguing to see or understand what problem they saw and how they thought that this solution will help others. So what motivated you to create a product like Bonjour? What, what was the problem or the gap that you saw that the market has right now? Yeah, for sure. So we ran a little startup agency here in Australia. So there were three of us and we ended up with our client base being in London, New York and Paris because we dealt with large FMCG brands or headquarters were overseas. And so we would have leads coming in to our funnel 
and we were always asleep when these leads came in. So we couldn't get on the phone and call people back. And obviously in an outbound sales model, you need to get, you need to get in and, and talk to people. So to try and combat this, what we decided was that we were very good at closing business in person. We're very good sales guys. We weren't so good at writing emails. So we built a little hack that would send me a list each morning before work of the leads we had in that evening, show me who their names were, where they worked, where in the world they were based, what their job title was. And I would record videos for them on the way to work. Now in Australia, I would take a ferry to work. So I'd be, I'd be going across Sydney Harbour. For those of you who know Australia, the boat would go past the opera house. And so I'd record a video and say, hey, hey Frank, saw you, saw you sign up from Ogilvy in London. Obviously I'm based in Australia, here's the opera house. Uh, now, this is who we work with already. We work with brand X, Y, and Z. We've done all this, all this work. I'll be in London in four weeks' time. We'd love to come in and, and pitch you and the team. And we would take these videos and we would host and we'd put them into an email. And then we would deliver those out to Frank and to the other leads that we had that night. So we were trying to solve the problem that we weren't very good at converting leads online. We tripled our response rate overnight. And as a result, we tripled the amount of meetings we had and therefore ultimately the amount of business we had. And what happened next was this, this was never supposed to be a business, but one of the clients of ours asked if they could also use this video email service. And we let them on the platform and let them try it out. And then they started sending them. And then one of their clients asked if they could use it and they started sending them. And then one of their clients asked if they could use it and so on and so forth. So the whole product just snowballed. It turned out lots of other people had, had this challenge and the solution worked for them. And that, that company overtook the initial agency we had within about six months in terms of scale. And so we kind of invested most of our resources into that business. Super interesting to hear your perspective. So when you were designing Bonjoro, did you have any persona in mind that I want to, I want to understand if Bonjoro can be used across verticals or it is limited to some? Yeah, sure. So again, bear in mind when we, one of the challenges we hit is that we never really went out with a strategy to build this. So we just kind of, we just happened to have inbound leads coming in. And there were certain verticals that we got picked up in. And then this was three years ago. So we started getting used a lot in SaaS in the early days, and I'd say in SMEs. Now, fast forward three years, what we've realized is that we have an extremely diverse user base. We still have SaaS companies. Uh, we still have SME, but then we also have things like universities. We have e-commerce clients. We have creators on Patreon. And essentially, we find that our users tend to sit in buckets more around jobs to be done. If you know the whole jobs to be done methodology, they're trying to solve problems. So we are used to convert new leads. So new leads coming into a funnel, we use as a conversion point there. We are used, especially in SaaS, to activate new clients. So once you have signups coming in and they're paid, those first, that first week to the first kind of four weeks, making sure they're active on the products so that they don't churn down the funnel, we use there. And then the third place we used is around uh, growth. And so what I mean here is being used to celebrate anniversaries with clients, 
being used to ask clients to give reviews or referrals or testimonials to kind of the third part of the funnel. So again, we're not really industry specific. We don't do enterprise, so we don't go that, that large. We tend to work below that in size and we used these three points. So conversion, activation, and retention. Understood. So these are some of the top use cases that you guys serve across industries, but for a mid-market companies, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So what are some of the benchmarks, uh, let's say when you're selling Bonjour, what are the changes that you say that this is going to happen once you implement Bonjour? I know you mentioned something about the success rate of emails and success rate of uh, videos, but I would love to deep dive into this and understand from you what is going to change if I'll implement Bonjour at my end today. Yeah, for sure. So like across the board, like, like I mentioned, we, we tend to get about three times response rates of emails, we tend to get 70% open rates on these messages. So they're highly converting at certain points. Looking at each point individually, the place I would suggest using personal videos, really the easiest place to start is the top of the funnel. So in your leads. So if you have leads coming in to your funnel and they're valuable enough to spend 30 seconds on them, we tend to, because we triple the, the, the response rates on leads, we tend to increase Versions from anything from, I guess, kind of 20%. Uh, we've had clients who've, tri- who've tripled their conversions depending on the product at the top of the funnel. If you look at activation, uh, again, with triple the response rates, we tend to get where, where we'll work is that the, the, the customers you have who are not activating. So let's say that of your paid users, you know, it's, it's quite common that maybe 25% won't activate will tend to bring in probably another 30% of those in and get them activated. You'll, you'll always lose some, but that's kind of the metric we have. And this, this is a little bit more complicated because this, this then starts to impact, obviously, churn. So we see, for one example, we work with a company called ConvertKit, who are a big SaaS company out of the States. They dropped their churn by, I think, 15% within three weeks of using us. Again, like slightly different metrics depending where you're tracking. In terms of reviews, referrals, one example is we, we worked, we have an e-commerce client over in Denmark who within a month of using us became the number one reviewed uh, fashion seller in the whole of Denmark on Trustpilot just because of the number of reviews they drove. Um, so we actually do have, which I might share with you uh, to, to give the audience, is, is what we call a video finance playbook where we have 30 of the number one examples of how people use these videos and each one has stats with it and each one has case studies with it around different use cases. But that's some rough metrics. Again, it's down to each company to test exactly where they use this. It comes down to a little bit down to how efficient your funnel is already. And if dropping a little personal note at certain points on the journey, it will always create more more engagement uh, and set up to you to work exactly how that drives down to revenue sales and churn does that make sense yes absolutely you have dropped some big numbers there i mean customers have reduced 30 percent of the churn and i'm in customer success domain and that is a pretty big number that you're talking about so congratulations and if you're able to make such big difference in the industry 
I want to understand from you, how do you help with the success planning of your customers and their businesses? So I've got Bonjour. What are the things that you're going to do to make sure I'm on the right path and I'm going to achieve what we discussed or I, I will be able to make some changes at my end, basically? Yeah, for sure. So, so we tend to approach this a couple of ways. So I guess three, three areas. So we do onboarding and products, as I'm sure everyone listening to this does. Uh, so we work pretty heavily on our onboarding. So what we will do is try and get you to success straight away on the product. And we do that. I mean, this is more about our product. We know that in order to get to success, users really have to send a couple of videos on their first day and they have to connect into their CRM. Um, obviously, this is much easier with some clients like SaaS clients than other clients. We actually try and drive these actions at this straight away. So when you sign up, you'll go through an onboarding process where we'll get you to connect your CRM in the onboarding, which sounds like quite a big step, but it really, really helps because then, because then you start to see customers come into the platform and you start to see how it works. We then, again, have in-product messaging to get you to send those first messages and to do a little, little bit of setup. So there's, there's obviously the, the onboarding side and that's something we work on continually. So we always work to look at how we can improve conversions there. We do run a freemium model. So a model is try and convert as many free users to paid users. We then obviously do a video for every person who signs up. So we, so my team is distributed. So we're, we're in six continents and depending on your time zone, when you sign up, you will normally within a couple of hours receive a video message from one of my team. So you might receive a message from me. I still do them every day to keep me connected to customers, but you, you'll probably receive a message from my CS team and they will check in normally within a couple of hours of you signing up and they'll have a look at your account. So again, we pull the information into Bonjour. So they'll have a look and they'll see what steps you have completed and what steps you haven't completed. And they'll say welcome and they'll say hello and they'll you know, talk about your name and your business. And then they'll ask you to go and take whatever the next most valuable step is. So if you haven't sent any videos, they'll go and ask you to send more videos. If you haven't um, set up your customization, they'll ask you to go and do that. And they'll also obviously offer help. And, and the point that we're doing here is that we're trying to catch anyone who's confused or hasn't made it through onboarding or has questions, we're also opening up a channel and saying, hey, if you do have questions, please get back to me and let me know. Um, and then the third part is that we do do, um, obviously onboarding, we use Intercom as our CRM. So we will do two types of, of messaging. We will do in-app messaging tends to be functionality. So we'll be pushing users who can come back in again to complete the steps in the product that we know leads to the success. So again, customizing certain things, connecting their email, trying out new features. Outside of that, in email, we, we will do a drip campaign and we tend to make this more educational. So we'll have a series of emails that go out um, in what almost as a, as, as a mini online course where we'll teach you the value of sending videos. We'll teach you where is the best place to use these in your funnel. We'll teach you how others are using them. And we actually make that, we make that education series and opt an opt-in. So if people don't want to read it, they can actually op opt out and that's fine. Um, which also gives us another signal as to which and more engaged users are. So those are three areas. So obviously product onboarding, reaching out and connecting with every single lead that comes in, and then messaging through the app around functionality and then through email around education.
I think you have an excellent onboarding system that you have designed. Being a CSM, the CSM is kicking in. So I want to know that what are some interesting ways that you, your CSMs have tackled any use case or you know, a, they have built a success story around a tough scenario that your customers have raised? So I think I may, maybe this is, this is, this is internal. I, I think that's something everything, every SaaS company should do is working out exactly what your product qualified lead is. Or, so we, we call them PQLs. So for those of you who are familiar with kind of sales funnels, you obviously have marketing qualified leads, you have sales qualified leads, and these are leads that come in and they fulfilled certain metrics to say this is likely to be a purchaser. Now, because we are heavily inbound, we don't really do outbound sales. We really focus after marketing qualified leads on product qualified leads. So what we do here is we look for what users do in the product in order to give us signals as to what users are most likely to be a active user and then secondarily a paying user. Now to get to the stage where we know exactly what that is has taken us like honestly a couple of years. So we know for instance that for someone to come and pay a user, they have to connect to CRM on the first day. They have to send at least two videos on, 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 the, on the first day. Within their first 14 days, they have to send out enough videos to get one to two positive replies of clients. So we track how many replies they get. Um, and then there's one last piece is that they have to connect up their, their email, which is just a, a technicality. But we know that if they complete those steps, then they are around about 90% likely to pay. So the reason I mention this is because it's very hard to work out. I mean, you, you always hear the Facebook seven friends in three days. If you can get to something like that stat where you understand what users have to do in what time frame, then you can start to build your, like your, your customer success team can start to build all your actions post sign up, all your, all your drivers to get to those specific metrics. And if you can do that, it's a lot easier than saying all you have to do is get someone to pay. So you can say, all you have to do is get someone to connect the CRM, send to send five videos and get two replies. So that's all they have to do. And the whole company understands that everything focuses on those metrics, including onboarding, including CS, possibly including marketing as well and messaging at the top of the funnel. Um, and it allows you to really, really focus down the whole uh, funnel process from leads down to users. Oh, look, we have other funnels after this in terms of retention and activation and, and, and growth. But I think if you can figure out this product qualified lead metric, then it's an amazing focus for the company, but it's hard to do. Yep, yep, definitely it's, it's very hard. So I, I think I have learned a lot about Bonjour now. So Matt, you have gone through an amazing journey about Bonjour and how it helps SaaS companies to simplify and personalize onboarding and help build a good relationship with customers. So let's talk about you now. I see you run three different businesses and one, we already know about it. It's Bonjour. What are the other tools? Yeah, so, so the first one is the one that I mentioned earlier on. It's called Verbate. Mm -hmm. So it's a... 
it, it, it's a tech, it's a tech product with services. So what we do is we do research by video. So we obviously understand the video space quite well and we work with large FMCG clients and they're doing qualitative research. So for instance, you know, Procter and Gamble in London, uh, owns, owns a company called, called Huggies and they want to see how mothers purchasing and using Huggies nappies around the world. And so we'll go out and we'll find six people in Japan, Brazil, India, America, South Africa, Australia, maybe. And then we'll have those individuals record a video diary over a week where they're filming how they're using the products, how they're storing them, how they're buying them all on video. And all that video is coming into it to a centralized database and being analyzed and used for research purposes. So it's quite technical. It's quite specific. Um, that business is a very different model. So it's again, dealing with large enterprise clients. So a very, very different model to Bonjour. And we still run that company. Uh, that's the one that spun Bonjour out. Bonjour is now a bigger company anyway. But now we have these two companies. The third one isn't so much a company. It's more a community that I run. So it's called Xtech. And what this is myself and another founder of a successful business here in Sydney used to surf before work and we would surf and we would talk about business and then another friend joined us and another one. And we now have a community of about 120 uh, SaaS founders here in Australia where we go away trips normally it's now once once every four months we will go away for a weekend away from the city either to the beaches so surfing and windsurfing or to the snow we go snowboarding and skiing once a year and because we're all founders we'll go away we're all friends we'll hang out for the weekend we'll organize some talks so any founder that has just done a large fundraise or exited their business or has tackled a certain problem or anyone who's, who's an expert in certain growth channels, we'll sit them down in the evening, get them to talk over beers. Through that, we'll all listen in. And we have kind of a, you know, whatever happens in that group stays in the group. So it's kind of a support network. There's a bunch of friends and we kind of share stories and, and learnings because I think when you build a business, you get to the stage when you get more successful that, you're, that, that you start to get too busy to, to catch up with all the other founders. And yet a lot of the learning and lessons you do will come from them. So we've just formulated the process that makes sure that we all get together at least three times a year. This, that's it. Um, yeah, this definitely sounds like fun. I feel like I should also found a company myself to, to be included in your fun group. But I should definitely come in you. You should just be great at time management. Do you have any tips for the founders uh, to manage their time so that they get the maximum out of it? Please tell us what you're hiding in your bag of secrets for the time management because you're managing so much. Yeah, sure. Look, I'm a creative at heart, so I generally tend to hate process. But regardless, you need to have processes. Um, I personally tend to split my that. I don't so much use tools. I know some, some of the team use Notion. We use Slack a lot, but I tend to just do... All my customer outreach is in the morning. So I start at 5 a.m. So I, I do suggest anyone who hasn't tried starting at 5 a.m. in the morning, give it a go. 
I tend to get all my work done before the rest of the team gets in. So customers first, like this, talk, talking to you guys here today. We then tend to get onto calls with teams. So overseas team first, and then team in the country. We'll just do stand-ups every day on products. Because we build products out of Australia. Then I'll turn off everything. So turn off email, turn off Slack, and focus on products for the next three or four hours. And then the afternoon, as a founder, you obviously have to end up doing operations, uh, talking to investors, doing all that stuff. And so that tends to come in the afternoon for us. So really, the way we try and work it is the most productive time of the day is spent on customers first, team second, product third, and then leave everything till the end. One of the biggest tips here is as a founder, everyone will always be trying to talk to you. So I think it's very important to close off all your communication for, f- for at least four hours a day. So if you use Slack, it's amazing, but turn it off. Obviously email, turn it off. If you use other chat system, turn them off, put your phone on silent because it's actually very hard to, to get focused time. And as a founder, you need to work on the, on the bigger business strategy for a few hours every single day. If you want to be successful, you can't just be working in the business every day. That is a very useful tip. And I feel like it it doesn't just work on founders. It applies to all the professional. It's very important to cut yourself so that all your creative juices can get inside you and, you know, you can think for a better future, for for the betterment of yourself. So thank you so much for sharing all, all your great tips with us, Matt. I'm going to start with our rapid fire questions. So... Just tell us what comes to your mind in the first go. All right? Yeah, sounds good. All right. So let's, let's get started. So what is something or feature or quality of Bonjoro that, are you, that you are really proud of? I th- I'd say our brand and our culture, to be <laughs> honest. I, th- I think we, we, ha- we have a lot of fun. The team's a lot of fun. It makes hiring a lot easier and it makes working a joy. Excellent. What are you curious about right now? Trying to find out when is the best time for people in companies to spend time with customers. So when does it make sense to actually stop working and talk to a customer? And when does it not make sense to do that? Trying to work out how how much personalization you need to inject into a funnel to get the maximum results. Excellent. What's your favorite app right now? Favorite app? Probably, look, I, look, I love Slack. I mean, I hate to say it, it's a work thing, but <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love Slack. I, I, I love it too much, probably. Never get off it. I hope you're not saying that so that your team be present on Slack all the time. <laughs> but who is your inspiration? Anyone you look up to in day-to-day life to get motivated? Um. Look, my, my, my ultimate inspiration has nothing to do with business. Uh, there's a chap called David Attenborough, who is a wildlife presenter. He's probably the most famous wildlife presenter in the world. And the guy is 94, and he's still out in the wilderness making films and making shows every day. So to be going that strong at that age, I think it's amazing. Excellent. And my last question is, I think, a little tough one. So... What is something that you hate about Bonjour right now? I think juggling too much, to be honest. I think you will hit moments 
where where you're trying to manage doing all the things and growth versus obviously being limited on resources and we've hit and, and we'll we'll every six months could go through a choke and i feel like we're there now so uh, you end up pulling extremely long hours to try and get everything done and it's never enough time and then you probably make a couple more hires and that calms down for six months and then it happens again so i feel like we're in that stage right now and you definitely feel stretched and that you can't go fast enough mm, yeah I can totally understand it's I think that is with a lot of startups these days so we are we have almost reached towards the end I wanted to know from you what advice would you give to a 25 year old self I probably wouldn't listen because when I was 25 I had to do everything myself anyway and make the same mistakes so I don't know how valuable it would be but I think the advice would probably be just just keep going. I think probably one of the keys to success, and I'll be honest, um, Indians tend to be a lot better at this than uh, the Westerners, I think is just to keep going and keep going and keep hustling and don't give up. I think culturally, we're probably not as strong at this, um, but if you keep getting up again and again and again, eventually you'll, you have to make it. You, you, you will not fail if you keep coming back because you'll just learn so much so quickly. And when everyone else goes back and starts taking jobs and steps out of the industry, you'll end up being the only one left and you'll have a business. That is absolutely amazing. So ending on this amazing point today, thank you so much for taking out the time for us today, Matt. It was lovely talking to you. Thanks again. Wonderful talking to you guys.